0: welcome to the why music podcast where we talk to independent artists about their journeys the inspirations behind their music and ultimately why they make music this next artist has taken vulnerability to the next level creating music with a truly indie vibe she takes every chance she gets to express every ounce of herself in her songs only a few songs in and many more to go her passion clearly shows welcome jenny
1: (laughs) thank you that was awesome (laughs) (laughs) thanks (laughs) Wow, Um,
0: (laughs) I always like to start and get kind of a background on where music kind of all started for you.
1: Yeah. Um, is that the question?
0: That's the question. Yes. Okay,
1: sweet. (laughs) Um, where music started for me? Well, listening to music and playing music, two different start have two different starts, listening to music and my music taste started from listening to music in the car with my dad we had this old 1998 nissan pathfinder and he would take my sister and i every saturday he would take us out to lunch and in he would always he would never let us choose the music he would always make us listen to his music and it was always classic rock like we listened to the beatles we listened to led zeppelin we listened to old stuff like the mamas and papas um And I am so, oh, Bruce Springsteen too was a huge one. Um, I am so thankful he never let me choose the music because that is totally where my inspiration for my sound comes from and just my music taste in general. When I was in fourth grade, I had been begging my parents to let me play the drums for a couple of years and when i was in 4th grade my mom finally caved cuz i was i just kept banging on all our shit all over the house <laughs> so um she finally convinced my dad to let to let her buy me a drum set and from there it just totally blossomed like i started so i started playing on the drum set in 4th grade and then i wasn't going to do band cuz i wanted to do percussion but i hadn't taken 2 years of piano So, I didn't try out for band. But then in fifth grade, I got like one last chance where the band teacher came in and he was like, Is there anybody else that still wants to join band that hasn't yet? So, I raised my hand. And then he took a few of us out in the hall. He was like, Okay, what do you want to play? And I was like, I want to do percussion. He's like, Oh, did you take two years of piano? And I was like, My mom's teaching me. And he was like, Okay, fine, you're in. So, I lied my (laughs) way. Well, she technically was teaching me, but not for two years. So I lied my way into band. Um, And that's basically how it all started. Um, I was in percussion all through high school. I did marching band. I was in choir, uh, I think, second half of seventh grade, eighth grade, and then first half of freshman year. But then it got lame, so I quit. (laughs) Um, And I started my... Own songwriting journey started when I was fifteen. I got a guitar for Christmas, and it was my—I still have it. It's my first acoustic Fender guitar. My mom got it for me, and I learned C and G on the guitar, and then immediately wrote the song "Mine" that I have out. And from there, it just like I loved it. It was just a way to to express myself because I was never really good at, uh, being vulnerable. I am still not very good. I'm kind of <laughs> working on it. Um, but it was just a way for me to express myself and put myself into something, which I really needed at the time.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, that's my journey has kind of evolved in a similar way it's like you know like it wasn't until I started writing music that there were any words that had any sort of emotion to them um came out of my mouth you know so you get it um yeah exactly so if you said mine was you wrote when you were like 15 what took Mm -hmm. you so long to want to put it out
1: well I put it out on Spotify or not Spotify SoundCloud okay I put it out on SoundCloud but it was just like the acoustic version Mm -hmm. Um, I did that, like, my sophomore year of college, um, and it did really well. Like, it got, like, almost 25,000 listens, which is, like, pretty good for SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, But I just, I it really was just a confidence thing. Like, I just never had any confidence in myself, especially, like, with those vulnerable things. I was always just too worried about what other people would think. Um, I knew it was good, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know like to what degree and whether people would like it and whether I should do it and I would be any good at it. And I was really just afraid of being judged. Um, so it took me so long, really like once I got out of soccer, uh, in undergrad, once I was done with that, I was actually able to start working on my confidence, um, which then led to okay I don't want to be I and I couldn't get this thought out of my head like me laying on my deathbed pissed off at myself because I never tried Mm. pursuing music like I kept it was like my biggest fear just being pissed at myself for not doing it for not trying um so I finally just was like you know what I'm just going to put it out like this is I'm just going to start putting stuff out this is this is ridiculous like I'm so good and this is just dumb like stop (laughs) caring what other people think yeah so that's
0: (laughs) that's That's that I decided to put it out (laughs) so um I feel like you kind of already answered the question I was going to ask um so at what point like obviously like mine happened Mm -hmm. the like newer version of it and Mm then um what has kind of like what is it that along kind of this deathbed pathway if we will um made you like not just trying it in the sense of like doing the music thing but like kind of like really sort of like committing to it in a way of like this isn't something that I'm just like doing because I can then not worry about it on my deathbed but like it's something that I'm like you know like passionate about if that makes sense
1: yeah i i didn't it's not all just this fear of being mad at myself when i'm dying (laughs) um i smoked some weed um and i'm into i'm super into like meditation and and, um like spirituality but not in, in like a pussy way more in like a like it helps keep me grounded kind of way um not in like a woo-woo kind of way, I guess is what I mean. Um, but just anyway, so I'm super into all that. And I have these like, especially since I started meditating, I've had these like super weird moments of insight. I call them moment, like moments of understanding where something just kind of clicks and I understand, like it go, I go from knowing something to understanding it and connecting with it on a deeper level. So I was listening. I'd been making, uh, bottom of the ocean with coming out Friday. Um, I had been making that with my friend Kai for so long and we had jumped through so many different hoops with it and I was high and I was listening to it. And I just like had one of those moments of understanding, like, oh, this is really, like, oh, this is really good. Like, it wasn't just, like, I was high, and I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. It was, like, one of the most profound moments I've ever had in my life. Like, it was, like, inner sense of belief in myself kind of rose up, and I was listening to the song, and I realized, like, oh, I made that, and it's something that I would listen to if somebody Mm -hmm. else made it. Like, I really like this song. This is really it was like i had just a deep appreciation for my talent in that moment and i just i caught like i left Kai a voice memo right after that happened and i was like dude like we gotta stop we gotta stop like pussyfooting around this like i want to do this for real like i really want to go after this and i want Kai's my producer um mm-hmm. and and i was like i want to do this with you like i want i want to i want to do this with you um and he texted me back he was like hell yeah like this song is great like let's do it let's go so then from that moment on I've just been like super just like in love with it basically and if I've always had this feeling ever since I was like five I've been telling my parents like I'm gonna be rich and famous like I'm gonna be rich and famous (laughs) and it's not even like a like a cocky kind of like egotistical oh, i'm gonna be rich and famous i'm awesome it's always just been like no i know that if i do like if i do this then i like I it's going somewhere i don't know why and i don't know how but it's going somewhere and i've just had that belief i remember like fifth grade like on the playground even thinking that about myself um and that's why that deathbed thing was so prominent. Cause I know like, if I go after it, like I'll succeed. So that's pretty much like how, how I started, like why I started getting really serious about it.
0: No, absolutely. And that makes sense. And it's, there was, you know, this is like episode, I think like 31 or something. And this is only like the second time it's come up that somebody has been like, in a way addressing and acknowledging their own, skill set in a way that you know like you know we're we're very much in this world of like you know acknowledging your own um positives if you will or like your own talent and ability it comes like people often just assume it comes off as cocky like oh this person just thinks they're hot shit but the thing is is it's like it's not And like, I know you enough to know that that's not what this is. It's not, oh, I'm going to be rich and famous because of who I am. Like, it's just like, it's not just like, oh, like, I'm just going to sit here and it's going to happen for me. It's no, this is the result that's going to happen because I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to get there. Mm -hmm. We don't necessarily know what X, Y, and Z are, but it's like, what's stopping me from doing those things to get to ultimately what it is. But it's like, you know, people just, it's like, you know, where everybody's too afraid to acknowledge their own skill set a lot of the time because it's like yeah everybody like people like on the receiving end of that are just gonna think like oh like they just think they're all that and it's like well maybe they are all that
1: yeah 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 you're totally right like when I was younger um I remember like being told by my parents like I remember being told by them not to brag a lot so I always had trouble expressing my talents and like talking to other people about stuff that I'm good at because I always perceived it as bragging um and I feel like a lot of people have that problem too like they're almost afraid to to talk about the things that they're good at like you get a comp so many people like get a compliment on something like oh my god like your voice is so beautiful and they're like stop like no stop but like why like
0: why (laughs) like why
1: are we telling them to stop like like, we should just be thanking them.
0: Yeah. Well, like, I just, I, I've been watching the most recent season of American Idol. And all of these, oh, yeah? like, auditions, like, the judges, like, gave them, like, a standing ovation. Like, they were standing up. So many of the people that were, like, singing told them to, like, sit back down. Like, no, like, we're good. I'm like, like, just, just take in the moment that Bridget yeah, Mary's, yeah. like, standing there in front of you applauding, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, that's our I get first it, but... instinct. That's our first instinct is, mm-hmm. like, no, stop. Like I mean,
0: yeah, yes, yeah.
1: (laughs) Acknowledge yourself. Like, be proud of yourself.
0: No, I mean, I I get the not wanting to like doing it for the reason of not wanting to come off like you're like cocky or overconfident or anything. But at the same time, that's purely just the result of this is the world we've created. Self-deprecation is in, and like self-actualization
1: is out. Yeah, dude, I could go on about that. (laughs) Oh my god, I tell people all. I'm a huge believer in like in your your thoughts become your reality Mm -hmm. and that's something that my dad taught me when I was really little like he always taught me to to think he every night he would come in my room before bed and he'd be like okay it's time to train your brain and he would ask me like what I wanted to do and at the time it was um I want to be a d1 soccer player and he would say okay like then tell yourself I am a d1 soccer player like like, tell yourself that over and over again tell good things are happening to me now say that like 10 times every night we would say those things um i like if you talk about yourself in a negative way negative things are going to happen to you Mm -hmm. and if you talk about yourself in a positive way then positive things are going to happen to you not in like a manifestation kind of way yeah but just in like that's how the brain works kind of way so many people, they, like, question why they hate themselves or they question why they're, like, depressed. And then, like, I was having a conversation with my friend the other day. He's like, I don't know why I'm so depressed. Like, I hate myself. I'm like, dude, if I talk to you that way, like, if I talk to you the way that you talk to yourself, you would hate me. <laughs> like you would hate me and you would not want to be my friend. You wouldn't want to spend any time with me. So why are you talking to yourself like that? Like, duh, you're going to hate yourself. And that's yeah. just such the culture today, man. That's self-deprecation is in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I and it's mean, annoying. Like,
0: it, it, It is. It can be funny at times, but there is a limit. You know, there is a limit. Oh, yeah, There is a limit. Oh, yeah. It has its time and place, but. You know, yeah. it's just it's just like the other side of the coin. You know, it's like you can't like be super like you can't like let yourself get sort of like a bigger ego in the sense oh, of like, yeah, acknowledging your own skill set all of the time where it's like you know what like like this is just going to work because yeah. I'm like this talent. I feel like that's just
1: that's just honesty. Like yeah. at that point, it's that's just
0: why like, you know like self awareness is like 100%. lacking but very much needed.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah yeah yeah, I'm big into all that I'm big into it
0: that's that is very true though um back to our regularly scheduled program um (laughs) what do you find most often inspires a lot of your writing
1: what inspires a lot of my writing usually things that I'm going through a lot of times it's like it kind of depends like sometimes I'll be like okay I need to write about something because this is like bothering me this is on my mind like I had a I have a song it's like a 6 minute song it's low key a banger and it's about basically coming home to yourself and going through like going through a really hard time and feeling like like you don't know who you are and one of the lines is um uh, something like I didn't know what it was like to feel my own body to be in my own body a stranger to my own flesh and bones Um, but then overcoming that and knowing that ev- like eventually everything's going to be okay like a reminder to yourself like that one was like deep like I was like going through something and I needed to write about this journey I was going through like just self self journey I was going through but then other times, like I just wrote this song the other day, um, which isn't particularly about anything. Well, it is it's about like it's called um I'm either gonna call it Grace on Hubby Avenue or I'm gonna call it the forbidden the forbidden fruit, probably the forbidden fruit. That song is about that one person that is so bad for you and like you're bad for each other but like you cannot stay away from each other (laughs) um and that like that wasn't even like that's not even happening i just i i I just was humming a tune in my head and strumming around on the guitar and i was like oh this sounds kind of cool if i sing like this and then i just kind of wrote out the lyrics and it just kind of happened So a lot of it a lot of the times like my songs are My songs are always about something, but they're never, they're not necessarily about something that's happening in my life. They're just like things that might have happened or just like relatable things. Um, I don't really know. Like it's just like what sounds good in my head. And then (laughs) it goes into a song. (laughs) Filter
0: out the good parts and use that. That's always good. Yeah, pretty much yeah so when it Um, comes to like the difference between like the stuff that you write that's from like a personal experience or like there's some sort of connection directly like from you there versus something that just you know is like forbidden fruit where it's like might not be my life right now but I wrote it um Mm -hmm. do you find that you approach writing them like writing those two different kinds of things in different ways Yeah, I totally do.
1: I totally do. Like the, the ones that are honestly the ones that are that I kind of need to get out. Like the ones that are really emotional that are more of like a, like the way you feel when you like journal or you go to therapy, like you need to get something out. Those ones are actually harder to write, because I feel like I need to be more precise with my wording, so that the listener is understanding and can relate to what I'm feeling, um, and those usually take longer for me to write. But once I get going, like it'll fl- it'll flow out. Um, they take longer to like kind of start, I guess. But then sometimes, um, and that's not always true. Like so, like bottom of the ocean was something that I was going through um and needed to get out but that just totally like blew out of me um so there are exceptions but then like this song that I just wrote uh that one when it's you when it's usually when it's not necessarily about something I'm going through right now those for some reason just like are so like I wrote that in like two days and it could have been a day but I just I had to do something after I wrote the first verse so I put a pin in it till the next day um that one was so like it was so easy but it was so it's so good like it's complex but like good I I don't know it's not really like a I don't necessarily have a process I think when it comes to specific lyrics and the way that I word things I go for rhythm the melody is kind of I don't really think about it. It's kind of just whatever sounds good uh, and what sounds right. Um, but for the specific lyrics and the way that I want the rhythm of the lyrics to sound, I go by, fin- I write it phonetically. So I have like the line and the way that I want the line to sound. And then I kind of fill in words or phrases that that make those sounds does that make
0: sense I think so does the melody kind of come together in that process or is that more yeah the melody
1: just kind of comes in like it just I don't I don't really have to like think about how to do that it kind of just whatever I don't know like I just kind of hear it in my head and then it's it just goes into the song that's honestly like how a lot of (laughs) a lot of the process is literally just me listening to what I wrote and then like if I'm writing a Um, it's me like listening to what I wrote and then I'll, I'll be thinking about the baseline and where it is in my, like in my head and when I'm hearing it, I'll think about where it's supposed to be and then I'll kind of hear what it should be doing and then it goes in the song. It's kind of like magic. I'm not even kidding. Like it's like, (laughs) it's like magic. Like there's no process. I just hear it. And then I'm like, wow, that's really good. Who wrote that? Because <laughs> it wasn't me. It just showed up. I don't know.
0: <laughs> You're just the like medium
1: between mm-hmm. the
0: magic and the music itself.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny. Um if you had to create a new genre around your style of music, mm. what
1: would you call it? What would I call it? Oh my god. That's a good question because I have actually been trying to figure that out because it's like indie but it's indie pop but it's indie rock but it also can be alternative and folky but there's also some like R&B and soul vibes and some classic rock in there (laughs) so probably just objectively good.
0: (laughs) That's what you want to go with?
1: it's like literally the only objectively good. Like I just think it's ob- personally, I think it's object objectively good. You can disagree with it, but you're wrong. Um <laughs> Your opinion is incorrect. Yeah, like you, can, you cannot like it. You're just you just have bad taste in like, no, music. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um yeah, I really have no idea, honestly. I I don't even, I I have no idea what I would call it. What would you call that? All those things that I just riddled off. (laughs) Well, to me,
0: like the thing is, is like I want to just throw indie at it and leave it at that. Like not attach any pop or not attach any rock. I don't know if like indie R and B is a thing. I don't think that it is. It it probably is. I've just never heard Uh, it it as like a genre, if you will. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like people, the whole quote-unquote controversy because there's not really a controversy but it's like differing opinions some people will claim that indie itself is like its own genre you know like indie films how that's like a separate kind of like entity
1: yeah but like indie I kinda, is just,
0: just like short for independent so it's like yeah what makes i feel
1: it- like it i feel like indie has taken on a genre I think I think there's different brands of indie now and Mm -hmm. like it's definitely like obviously it stands for independent but I feel like it's not like this it's kind of the sound but not the way that like rock is like like you can tell when something's rock Mm -hmm. like you can tell when something's indie but it's more just the way that it feels like I guess that and that way I would classify it my my stuff as indie because it has like a specific feel i guess that feeling is like it's not like anything else you know like remy wolf for example like her music isn't like anything like it's similar to like it's similar to still woozy um she's her own thing but it's totally its own thing same with still woozy like it's like totally his own thing and it's Mm -hmm. it's definitely indie like it sounds indie,
0: but yes. like <laughs> but what, what the fuck is, does that it doesn't say, mean?
1: <laughs> Like it doesn't sound like any other indie artist. Like I don't, mm. it's, it's, it feels Maybe like that's like, what it is. Yeah. I think Maybe that's Maybe indie like,
0: is just, we haven't heard something like this before.
1: I think that's it's independent like, from everything else. Yes. I think that's <laughs> exactly what I'm trying to get at. Like it has like, indie feels like it has roots from almost everything. Mm-hmm. Um and it might go more in a certain direction like like Declan McKenna his zeros album is definitely it's definitely indie but it's definitely more it sounds more like classic rocky indie uh whereas Remy Wolf would sound more like popish indie maybe funky like funk pop indie Do you know what I'm trying to say?
0: Yeah, it's just like, I mean, it's just like pop in itself. Like the thing is, the question is also like, is pop, like pop is like considered popular music, but it's also like, anymore it's become its own genre. It's not just like what's popular.
1: Oh Um, yeah. It's just like,
0: but it's like, also how do you just define pop? Like rock, you can define the elements. Country, you know what to expect. Pop, yeah, it's pretty all encompassing in the sense of like, like I could make pop music, so and so could make pop music, and a third guy could make pop music, and we could be at opposite, different corners of what the hell that even means. Exactly. You know? exactly. Like, like Katy. You could Perry like my music, Puth. but you Puth. might not like theirs. You know. Exactly,
1: exactly. Like Katy Perry and Charlie Puth sound completely different, but they're both pop. Yeah.
0: And then you throw like even like a Taylor Swift or a Harry Styles in that yeah. mix, and it's like still you're getting something all different from all of them. Yeah that's so music is so cool man. <laughs> it's just like that's that's what I like about asking this question is because a lot of people like hate it for the sense of like genres are just a pain in the ass to kind of like define anyway but it's also like a little bit of a challenge because it's like not only do I you have to like pick and choose you got to come up with something new Yeah. So, but it makes you think definitely makes you think yeah
1: I'll just go with objectively good for my that'll be my <laughs> classification <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is there a song that you've written that you think best embodies who you are as an artist?
1: Best embodies who I am as an artist. Honestly, probably Bottom of the Ocean. I really like that song. It is so good. I was at the bottom of the ocean. One last look baby, cause I'm about Um, I feel like it has, because one side of me wants to make these like, like mine type of songs. Like they're just beautiful, like something that's just beautiful to listen to. Um, but then this other side of me wants to make like these rock anthems. Like I have this one, oh man, it's so good. It's called Leave Me Be and it's about honestly American capitalist society but also just like your mom and get off my back dude like can you just let me have fun for like 10 seconds please and while I'm having fun can I please not be scared that you're gonna come and call me away to do something else um that is such like a like a almost like a paramour uh like rock but it's like punk kind of vibe it's so good um so I feel like Bottom of the Ocean kind of encompasses both of those things. And also it has like, I also like the pop element, um, which I ne- can't necessarily define what that is, but there is like a pop element that I also like. And I also want to reach out and grab a little bit, not necessarily, but it, it's there in that song, but I just mean generally with like songwriting, I want to reach out and get that too. Um, and that song encompasses, like, it, it, that's why it's hard to define what the genre is, because it's, like, 12 different genres, you know, like, the the all the instruments are, I don't know, like, the bass line, I always think about writing that, like, how Anderson Pack would write his bass lines, I always think about that the guitar honestly the guitar pretty much varies. Uh, that one's like what sounds really good I honestly I, the way that that happens is like I'm I'm going off on a tangent I know but uh the way that I write the instruments because I don't like I don't play bass and like I play I play guitar but I, I really play rhythm guitar like I can do I can record lead, but I wouldn't be able to play lead live um and drum like I'm a drummer so I know what that should be doing um and then I sing so I know what that should be doing uh I play a little bit of piano enough to write music but I'm not a piano player but like I know what it should be doing I don't play any string instruments but I know what they should be doing and I write all of those based off I'm like okay what would be what would it What would be really fun to play if I played this, if I was playing this instrument during the song? I want the person who's playing the instrument to be having fun. So I kind of write it based off of that and like what the song needs, obviously.
0: I was going to say, does it ever get too chaotic playing for everybody to have fun?
1: Uh, No, because not everybody has fun at the same time.
0: Oh, Okay. (laughs) So it's like if, jazz where it's like everybody has their own little like point of like, this is their moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, and their moment might be like two bars here, 12 bars here, 32 bars there. Like it just, it honestly, it just depends on the song. It depends what the song needs. But yeah, one time my friend Jack, he played his bass and we were playing a song we were doing a cover of some song. He's like, "I don't want to do this song." He's he just says whatever he wants. I I love Jack. He was like, "I don't want to do this song. It's so boring to play on bass." And I think about that every time I write a bass part. I'm like, Would Jack enjoy playing this? And if the answer is no, then I then it's a bad bass part. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, if there was one song that encompassed what i want to do as an artist it would be bottom of the ocean in conclusion (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) sorry that was all over the place it's all good Mm -hmm. um
0: and that's the one that comes out friday is that yeah man that song is so good (laughs) i'm so excited (laughs) is it objectively good yeah like you're you got bad music taste if you don't know,
1: like this <laughs> <laughs> just kidding uh, everyone's entitled to their own opinions <laughs> but they your opinion's wrong just let you know you don't have a great
0: opinion if that's the case
1: exactly,
0: <laughs> exactly. you can have that opinion what you do with it like, you know that's on you
1: as long as you're comfortable being wrong and <laughs> then like you can have that opinion so <laughs> fair enough <laughs> Can you tell that uh, my parents grew up in Jersey? <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> <never know.
0: laughs> um, yeah, you don't. <laughs> that's definitely not your typical Midwestern vibe. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you had to pick two or three artists that you think your music is like a combination of, who would it be?
1: Probably Remy Wolf for one, okay. because I like that she just, I like adding stuff into my songs that are a little weird. She does that all the time. Like, she's got, like, crazy shit going on in her songs, just mostly, like, percussive stuff. Um, Not necessarily, but same with, uh, I, I don't want to name Still Woozy as, well, kind of Still Woozy as a second, but, like, They both kind of... The way that they do like weird stuff in their songs and it makes it unique. Um, So I'll just say Remy Wolf for one. Uh, I like that she does that and I like doing that in my own songs. Two, I would probably say probably Declan McKenna because he captures that classic rock element. Um, Especially a song like to be an astronaut like that song is so good or eventually darling like it captures that classic rock element that's not necessarily it's not necessarily classic rock but you can tell that he was influenced by that so i would say that he would be my second um my third honestly who would be my third probably at this point i feel like i'm just picking somebody <laughs> um probably i i'll just say like probably the beatles just cuz mostly for the harmonies yeah probably probably the beatles because they had those like i like to put cool harmonies in my songs and i like it when Like sometimes in my songs I'll have just the main vocal singing, but I usually don't like to do that too much because I love the way that harmonies make a song sound and the Beatles just like totally took that and ran with it and just reinvented harmonizing. Um, So yeah, they would probably be my third. Yeah, probably those three, I would say but that that answer could change I don't yeah know I was to say gonna it. say <laughs> don't hold me to that it always does
0: it always does yeah. um no but I get what you were saying about the whole Declan McKenna thing it's like it's like it's classic rock in the sense of it being rock the way that classic rock was but it's not the classic rock that's going to make you think oh this song like could have been released in the 80s and fit like yeah, you know, just yeah in with everything yeah. else
1: exactly like it's not like Oh, this sounds like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Like, it's not like Greta, like Greta Van Fleet. Like, they sound like.
0: If oh, you put them they, in the 80s, like, they, would, yeah, be, they like, would be just these fine.
1: guys, you know, they would have been at uh Woodstock.
0: Yeah. Um, they would have been at one of the, the headliners at Woodstock.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Um, But, yeah, he's Declan is so good. I saw him live in this small little coffee shop in DeKalb. Uh, I think my freshman year of college and I was like it was such a small venue I was kind of surprised I was like three feet from the stage it was pretty cool and the stage was super small too so I was like five feet from the dude it was pretty epic <laughs> that's wild yeah.
0: some random co- coffee place in, in DeKalb
1: yeah I'm pretty sure it closed down it's I, I couldn't even tell you it's in like downtown DeKalb um, but I think it's clear now. I don't even, yeah, he was there and I was there. So,
0: <laughs> uh, what is an outside passion of yours that you feel impacts who you are as an artist?
1: Probably philosophy and meditation. That like philosophy, meditation, spirituality grab. Um, my graduate degree is in political science, but with a focus in American politics but a specific focus in political theory that's like my thing um i love philosophy i love having an existential crisis every day <laughs> <laughs> um i love i love philosophy like i really love it and i think that that definitely influences my music because philosophy it, I mean, just critic like critical thinking skills and it, it creates critical thinking skills, which in general, just allow me to critically think about the music I'm making and what kind of sound I want to have. um and it it almost allows me to go go in and approach things from a back door, like not the usual route like i I don't like I hate doing things like the way that other people do them not to sit like I am my own person I'm uh I'm a nonconformist. not like that but <laughs> I don't I and I've never liked it, it, it it's more like being told what to do <laughs> I hate being told <laughs> what to do um but I I always try to figure things out in my own way and approach things my own way. Um, and philosophy really helps with that. It allows, it almost allows like my own way or just not necessarily my own way, but just a different way. It allows like so many, it allows for so many different paths and not even like, not even just with music, but just with life in general. Um, Like so many different approaches to life. I don't, I feel like a lot of people don't even approach, like think about their approach to life. They just kind of go through it. But I always think about it as a a game, kind of. And like, I can do whatever I want. Like I can, not in like a literal sense, like I could go like rob a bank, but I mean, like I could make myself into whoever I want to be. And in that sense, it's like a choose your own adventure game. And that's super fun. (laughs) Um and then choose your own adventure games. Like you gotta eat and you gotta sustain yourself, you know, you gotta make money and stuff. So it's kind of the same. And that kind of makes it way more fun. Um but yeah, music too, like I can do what I want. And it's just philosophy is like the just the best inspiration for lyrics too i'm sure especially political theory because you get some like like leave me be is leave me be so marxist i almost hate it like (laughs) (laughs) why do i have to make money
0: (laughs) why is the world the way that it is (laughs) yeah pretty much (laughs) no i mean i think like It kind of also enables you to take on different perspectives. It enables, it almost like heightens that ability to write those songs that aren't necessarily from direct personal experiences. It kind of like allows you to encompass more than just your own perspective into something which can ultimately allow for a more coherent kind of writing. Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah. So true. It allows me to like write about things almost to be able to understand them like I write about something that I know about but don't necessarily understand but then writing about it almost allows me to understand it
0: yeah that makes sense it kind
1: of is just you know I mean it's like some. it's like really like sometimes
0: you don't know what you're trying to say until it's all out on the page you know
1: yes like you don't, <laughs> that's
0: like
1: <laughs> me. yes that's also just me generally like when I talk I don't know what I'm gonna say until it's all out on the page and then, yeah that's like why sometimes I've it's said just so many times like I've said does that make sense because I don't even know it's just like this idea in my head and I'm just spitting out words until I think that I've <clears> gotten the full idea out
0: yeah I mean <laughs> it's just it's just one of those things too where it's like Oh, like this might have been what sparked this thought in my mind. And so I'm going on this thing, but then this where I got to this point took me over here. And Mm -hmm. then we're just kind of, you know, zigzagging our way, maybe getting back to where we started. Oh yeah.
1: Probably not getting back to where we started. (laughs) (laughs) Probably
0: ending with it. Why did I start saying that?
1: (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Pretty Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes.
0: But you know, I find that to be a hindrance sometimes when I'm writing in the sense of like, like if I'm Like the song is happening Mm -hmm. and starting to like formulate itself. And then I'm like, verse two does not add to the story that verse one was telling. We're just kind of adding a different experience to it. We Mm -hmm. need her to be for another day. Like Mm -hmm. she's not, her place is not here. It might be somewhere else, but (laughs) she does not belong here
1: like in the sense of the sound or the lyrics
0: the lyrics like the context like it's Mm. just like we are put we're telling too many different like there's too much information I do this all I do this talking all the time it's like too much information for what we're really trying to like get across as far as the point goes you know it's like Mm. it doesn't add to the like like it doesn't connect to the chorus in the same way of like we're on that same path it's just like a tangent and it's like well that's not the place for a tangent if we're gonna have a tangent it belongs in the bridge <laughs> you yeah. know yeah, so true. yeah <laughs> bridges true. are meant for tangents
1: <laughs> yeah i do that a lot too um but sometimes like usually when that happens because i i like when the sound kind of i mean as long as it flows and it usually does like flows into a different direction um i like that but then with the lyrics yeah i usually have to i'm like this isn't what i was writing about in the beginning at all <laughs> so I have to like change all the lyrics
0: <laughs> yeah no I mean like I've taken songs and just completely rewritten them because it's like you weren't quite doing what I needed you to do
1: yeah and you know that's
0: just that's part of the process like you have to write bad shit to write good shit
1: you can't like not
0: everything can be objectively good
1: yeah yeah most of it can but not all of it yeah I usually know like what after the first verse after I've written something um and I if I can if I sing it 10 times and I start to get sick of it I'm like okay yeah this sucks that's usually when mm. I just scrap it that's ty- typically how I get my my bad out I I don't like I feel like or not I don't know if people would necessarily do this but what I've heard is that people to get the bad out like they'll write a full bad song but I feel like for me I'll write like three bad first verses of three different songs. And then I'll get like something good and be able to write a full good song. because um, once it, like once it, once I know it's bad on like I, I literally cannot work on this mm-hmm. anymore. Like I hate it. I can't.
0: <laughs> yeah, It's always like for me, it's like I feel like there's two different stages of that, and some of it is like like sometimes I can I will sit down, I will write the whole thing top to bottom. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll sit down and I'm like, okay, like I, I'll write down like I have like a verse or a chorus, and I'm like, this is a good idea. If I can't come back to that and write anything else that, like, you know, is going to add on that and take it to like a good level, she's run her course. But other times it's like, like, I'm working on an album at the moment and I've had probably 25 songs that were supposed to be on it at some different point in time, some of which have been completely finished and then scrapped just because I'm like, okay. I saw something here. Maybe it was just like, it sounded good, but like the way this was written is just not it. So then like, that's, that's just done. And that happens. In I think the more that like you grow and develop and the more that you're like, the more time you're putting into it and the more longer you're doing it, you're progressing as a writer. Mm -hmm. That's not going to say that all of your stuff is going to be to this standard, but once you're getting to this standard and you still have all of this like wiggle room, you're going to be able to more identify these different things. So when you have like more capacity, essentially, like In quality, Mm -hmm. you're going to almost identify more bad stuff because it's below your previous standard. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, like think about it in sports you're not going to play your best game every day. And the better you get,
1: tell that to my coach,
0: (laughs) the better you get, like the more bad games are going to stand out.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's totally true. So I'm going to have to remember yeah. that because I just kind of like came up with that on the spot, but it makes yeah,
1: sense. Yeah, dude, I stay doing that. <laughs> I, st- <laughs> I stay figuring things out mid-conversation. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, Let's remember that one for later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think the ideal listening scenario is for someone to consume your music in? How would you set the scene for them? Obviously it's going to kind of vary, but like just to kind of a general...
1: I personally I love to be inside of the song like I like that I like to I like to be able to hear I, I don't know how to describe it but basically I like to sit inside the song and I can like see all the different parts happening in my head but I have to like hear it like I have to go to different spots in my head to hear the different sounds and that always works best in the car so I feel like a car with a good stereo is like I love listening and that's probably because I grew up listening to music in the car with my dad but I love listening to music in the car um a car with a good stereo and when it's bad it's so bad um, <laughs> but yeah pro- just and that's I everybody's different I feel like just in the way that we hear sound and the way that we like kind of process music is a little different so my person if I were to um recommend it it would be in the car because because that, that way I can literally sit inside the song because all the speakers are around me um like when I I don't have it in here but I have this little Bose speaker it's like this big and I this is like the the speaker part and I will if I'm really listening to music I will put that shit right in front of my face and I will close my eyes and like put it on my head so I can hear it so then like the sound is like literally inside or all like around my head and my and my head feels like it's inside the song um that's just how I listen to music though (laughs) (laughs) I don't know it's really weird but (laughs) Yeah, I guess in the car.
0: I feel like everything just hits best in the car.
1: Yeah. But also, you know, I guess also, if I'm taking this question in a different route, like, it would depend on the song and it would depend on why you're, like, why you're listening to it. Mm -hmm. Because, for example, mine could be lis- listen to like that's a great song to listen to like when the sun's setting um mm. when you're like in the car and the sun setting and like you're driving when you're f- with your friends and it's like you're quiet and you're just listening to the song and it's like a movie kind of um but then also you could be in your room like, like quietly journaling uh listening to that song or if you're sad and you feel like you need a hug something to something that like gets you but and it is like consoling you but it understands you at the same time like then that would be a good time to listen to it as well it's kind of just depends on the song um because like bottom of the ocean in the car is great in the car during the day and it's nice outside if windows are down great by the pool great by the beach even better um hanging out with your friends great on a run great it's a little bit more upbeat um it just depends I guess like if we're if we're setting a mood you know no it
0: definitely like you're not going to listen to uh like before you go like by like Lewis Capaldi in the middle of a run like that's you're yeah, just exactly gonna stop. you're gonna stop moving right then and there
1: yeah exactly. but also
0: like you're not going to listen to like uh like a chain smokers song if you're like depressed mm-hmm. unless you're just trying to like shove yourself out of it <laughs> you know yeah, pretty much wake up that you know wake up that dopamine a little bit but uh yeah <clears throat> every every song has a place it's just a matter of like the context and stuff like that but
1: and the way that you feel I'm a big like the way I write my songs is big into feeling like I want like obviously like the lyrics need to help that feeling come across um and just the general sound of the song needs to help that feeling come across but like sound like sound and feeling almost come together for me like Mm -hmm. sound can create A specific kind of vibe or feeling or just energy in general um and I think about that like all the time when I'm making a specific song like how I want the song to feel as opposed to how I want the song to feel through the sound as opposed to just like using sound as a general term like how I want the song to sound like It's more how I want the the song to feel. Does that make sense? Yeah. That differentiation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think because it's like ultimately like, yes, the lyrics is where you get your storytelling. That's where you get kind of, you Mm -hmm. know, that's where you're getting context. But ultimately what's kind of really able to further embody and impress that sort of feeling onto you Mm -hmm. is going to be the package that it's wrapped in and the music itself. Exactly. Like you're not going to write something super sad and then just make it super like, you know like trap beat type unless yeah. you know, like unless you're unless going for something ironic
1: <laughs> yeah like some like bottom of the ocean uh i i didn't think the lyrics were well they're kind of sad i don't know they're kind of just like i i wouldn't say sad they're more like like it was just a shitty situation and it sucked so like those are the kind of lyrics but the song is more upbeat um but i kind of did that on purpose because the way that the song is upbeat and the way that the lyrics it's about a relation like a toxic relationship mm-hmm. so like the way that i wanted to feel was the is the way that like the beginning of the song pretty much sounds that's the way like i wanted wanted the relationship to feel but then the the lyrics kind of juxtapose that and show like what was actually going on um, right. versus like how it looked on the surface so I like to play around with that a little bit
0: no and there's I mean a lot of people do the like you know if you if you really focus on the lyrics or if like you stripped the song down you'd realize like it has this like not necessarily happy vibe to it but a lot of people paint that like sonically in a way that it's like upbeat.
1: You know, yeah. like,
0: it's just like, I, yeah. I could never, I've never wanted to do that. I, it for some reason, upbeat songs were just not my forte, but yeah. um that has its place as well. You know, like there are plenty of, I feel like that's not, I don't want to say all the rage, but like a lot of people do that anymore. I feel like it's not mm-hmm. like cut and dry. Like, oh, it's slow. That means it's sad.
1: Yeah. Or, oh, it's exactly. like upbeat. Like
0: this is a, this is a happy song. Like that's just, that's not, that's not what the world we're living in anymore.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's more complex than that now yeah yeah which
0: I agree you know it has its moments you can listen to something upbeat and then be like damn wait this kind of this this kind of made me feel something (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh what impact do you want to have with your music and with your artistry
1: man I just want people to be comfortable being themselves like that's really it like I want that's what I want so bad is just not like in like a, like a gushy kind of, oh, I love you. Like, I don't want it to be like that, but I mean, in the sense of uh, like empower, empowering, self-empowering, you have self-respect. Um. You're happy. Like, that's what I want to be, I guess, like to, to, to be for others. Um, Somebody that not just with my music, but just as a person in general that you can go to either me or you can go to my music and feel like you can be yourself, like you can be comfortable. And with the music, like, you can listen to it and feel heard. um, Especially with the lyrics and like what the song is about. Yeah, I just like, that's, that's really my biggest hope for humanity is that people understand that they should love themselves but not in like a gushy like a like a gushy kind of pussy way like or like over the top like social media marketed you should love yourself kind of way (laughs) but in like a in like a self-respect kind of way like I love like for me and that's like something that I've had to develop myself um so I'll just use my own experience as an example like not I like I love I love myself but not in like a not in like a there's so many different kinds of love it's almost hard to describe not in like a lovey-dovey kind of gushy way or like an egotistical way but in like, uh, I respect myself. I show up one, I show up for myself. That's something I do. Like I, I do things that are hard, um, because they're good for me, like working out, like mm-hmm. eating well, taking care of myself essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it, it allows me to, like, once I started doing that, I grew my self-confidence grew, like promising myself things. Uh, like one thing I do is I always keep a cup of water. I always fill up a cup of water and I put it on my nightstand so that if I get thirsty at night, I will have something to drink. Or once I wake up in the morning, I can drink water. I do that every night. That was the first thing I started doing. Um, and it created so much like I've expanded since then, but it's created self-trust, which then creates self-love and self-respect. And it's so possible for everybody to do that too. Um, and I think it's so important. Cause especially what we were talking about before with the self-deprecation is in. It's like a it's almost like an honesty with yourself, like being able to hold yourself to a high standard. And being able to love yourself, but not in an egotistical way. Like, I'm the best and I'm better than everyone. Not like that. Sorry, this answer is kind of long-winded, but it's kind of a big idea in my head. Um,
0: It's essentially like being aware of your own worth.
1: Yeah. Like, that's, like, really what I want people to feel and people to be able to feel. Mm -hmm. um, And what I would want to represent as an artist. Like, I like, if you're not going to respect yourself, who is, you know, and you're somebody who is worth being respected, but you need to respect yourself first in order to, to garner that, um, love, like, it's all love, not in the, again, not in, like, a gushy or not necessarily even, like, a hippie kind of 70s way, but just, like, it is all love, you know, like, it it's it's all love man that's I just want people to feel love basically
0: no I mean I I think that's especially like we said like the self-deprecation thing is a big thing anymore but like with that being said like this is then important even more so because that is the world that we live in you know of like yeah it's you know it's more appealing to other people in a sense the way things are now is like it's more appealing to like insult yourself than it is to be like no like I like like recognizing your own worth and because Mm -hmm. it just by default anymore comes across cocky it comes across yeah that way for whatever reason but
1: I don't um... even know if it like see I don't even think that people like self-deprecation comes off people just think it comes off better when they do it personally like I at least like when I used to use self-deprecating humor like I used to do it because other people were doing it because I thought it was funny and because I thought other people thought it was funny those that was why I was doing it um but I like completely cut that out like I I I never ever use self-deprecating humor ever um and i'm like like that's like my biggest thing about myself just because i like i i just don't i don't like to say negative things about myself at all In in the sense of like oh i'm like people who are like oh i'm stupid or i'm so i'm such an idiot or like i never say those things about myself but i'm still able like that doesn't not allow me to hold myself accountable like i still know mm-hmm. when i up and I do do something wrong um but it's like I you know like I allow myself to be able to I don't know make the mistake like I just made a mistake but I can fix it like it's okay or I yeah. can learn like I can just I might not be able to fix it but I can learn and not do it next time like I'm not an idiot just because I you know drop the plate just next time maybe I should you know, be more careful, be more careful. Like, right. No, because yeah. I mean, that
0: they say that you learn more from doing than you will from like any other thing. Like, and that's true for like mistakes. That's true for like trying different things. Like you can, like, if you're going to start something new, you can research it all you want, but you're going to learn mm-hmm. more just by doing the thing first and foremost. Exactly. And so it's like, you just like, if you don't allow yourself to like experience that and like, have it be something you can take away from, then you're doing yourself a disservice, essentially. Yeah, exactly. I think that brings us to the final question, which is also the concept behind the podcast, which is ultimately, why music?
1: Why music? Because I have to. Like, I just have to do it. I don't know why. I don't know why I have to. But it's just like this... I, I believe that everybody has a, and this is kind of where it gets spiritual a little bit. Like I almost have like a spiritual connection with music where I believe that everybody has, I think the Buddhists call it your Dharma, um, but it's like this one specific thing that you love, that you're really good at, that sustains you. And it helps others. Like, it's just this thing that you connect with with your entire being. And when I am making music, when I'm performing, when I'm writing a song, like when I'm doing any, when I'm even just listening to music, like, I, I have this like weird connection with it that I've, ne- it almost feels like, like a soulmate kind of, um, that I've never, like, I've never experienced with anything or anyone else. Um, actually my dog, Nellie low key gets kind of close that I have like a really, she, she's the best, but, um, with music, it's like, like, I can't not do it. Like I have to do it. I just like, I just have to, It almost feels it's I don't want to say destiny because I don't necessarily believe in a like a, a full out destiny. Where it's like unavoidable. Um, But I mean, destiny in the sense like it's what you were made like everybody has something that they were made to do one specific thing. And I just feel like music is for me is that thing like that's just i don't know that's just the way that i feel everybody's got their own thing like some people it's being a surgeon some people it's uh playing basketball but for me like it's it's making music like i just connect with it on a like a spiritual level like i was put here to do it mm-hmm. basically
0: no it's uh there's a japanese word for it um i don't remember what the four different things are exactly what it's called like ikigai or something there's a book about it mm-hmm. and it's like what like like fulfills like that passion, serves other people, can support you financially, and then there's a fourth one that I just can't remember exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. I've read the book, but I'm familiar with the concept. Yeah. Um, it's on my it's on my to be read list. But yes. um, it's that same kind of thing where it's like doing something that's not only going to like fulfill you as an individual in like that vocational sense and that like passionate sense, but also like doing something that's you know not just you're benefiting from it. Like it can benefit other people, which is what honestly is like really cool about the creative process. And it's like, you know, especially like I've had this happen with a few different artists that I know that are like, you know, like at this level, you're essentially just making the music for you because it's like, you haven't gotten to that point where it's impacting a lot of other lives yet. But um, Mm -hmm. you have this, like you get those occasional random people that'll find you or something and they're just like you know like this one song just like you know like that it's like you're it's like that was written for me or like it's like that just kind of like changed my day um like that is like a a huge fueling force for a lot of people and it's just like you know like being able to impact people with something like that just makes it all the more worth it and all the more kind of impactful to you as an individual
1: yeah exactly yeah like my favorite thing and I'm like, I've only put out these two songs so far, but, um, and the one, like I literally sad love song, like was on my laptop. We recorded it like three years ago and I just found it on my laptop. I was like, well, I might as well put the, like, it's the recording (laughs) quality shit, but it's, I sound good and the piano's good. So let's just put it on whatever. Um, but even like with just these two songs on there, I've like having people come up to me like I put it in my like like it's in my like songs like oh I've added it to my playlist they like always make it a point to tell me and it's so cool to see how happy they are like with something that came from my brain and they're like so stoked about it and they love it and they love listening to it and it brings them joy like that is just the coolest feeling to see other people so happy with to see something that I made bring other people so much joy that's like the just the coolest thing it's crazy yeah it's so cool
0: it's crazy yeah just I mean like it's just it 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 makes up for like any lack of like ability to see that quality in yourself like you seem to have that at least somewhat down um, but I, I'm more than most at least, but like, you know, like, it's like, it's, it's like, you know, like, oh, maybe the, like, like you're questioning it. You're like, oh, maybe this song, like, you know, like, I'm not a hundred percent sure that this is like the best it could have been or like, this is like, no, yeah, I thing. still
1: definitely have that a lot. <laughs> and then, and then people are just like, oh,
0: this is like the best thing you've done yet. Like I've had, I've had a lot of that. Everybody's like telling me like with the stuff that I put out recently, it's like, this is like miles ahead of what you were doing before. Probably because I'm not mixing it anymore, but, um, <laughs> but It's like, you know, it's like, it kind of just reaffirms any sort of question you have in your mind of like, is this really it? Which is like, ultimately why we can't be perfectionists in this whole music thing, because it's like, if you're going to sit and tweak it for like six months, it's not going to be that different. And people are going to have loved it for six months more. If you just put it out in the first place, you know, Mm -hmm. the more you're just kind of overworking it, you're losing sight of ultimately what it can really be. 100%. But yeah. Yeah it's that's the tricky part with such a subjective thing
1: yeah but yeah, yeah it is, i mean it just... is really hard to stop <laughs> like working on it, it's really hard it's like to wait stop.
0: like there's got to be something left yeah and yeah that's why it's nice to like sometimes just put it in somebody else's hands and not be entirely doing it yourself because then it's yeah. like like i've had stuff and he's just like no like you're overthinking this i'm like okay cool so like do your thing then yeah You know. yeah yeah um, that's
1: what i that's why i really like working with kai because it's nice to have like when i'm working on stuff by myself it's like way harder um it's so nice to have somebody to bounce ideas off of and to be like dude am i am i crazy or is this symbol like way too loud at this one specific part he's like no dude it's fine like it, it's not loud at all okay okay <laughs>
0: yeah it's just yeah but no yeah. I mean it. that's what's crazy about music is the impact that it can have whether mm-hmm. we whether we like intended for that specific result or not
1: yeah awesome though yeah it's so cool I love music man <laughs>
0: that's why we're here <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, I think that brings us to the end of this episode of the Y Music Podcast. Check back again next week for another conversation with another independent artist. Thanks for listening.